So welcome to episode 14 of season three. If you just joined, this is Maria at Maria the Arcane on Instagram. And of course, I'm joined by my lovely co-host Robin <laughs> at a tired witch on Instagram. And actually, later we will be joined by a very special guest, Afro Spiritual, to discuss Christianity within spirituality and their ties to hoodoo. Um yeah, hello everyone. <laughs> hello. You know, hello. <laughs> we just like to take a minute to thank all of our Patreon members. We haven't done that in a while and we would like to. Uh, thanks to you guys, we're able to continue to watch our podcast podcast grow <laughs> so thank you very much and if you are somebody who is interested in joining the patreon we have a wide variety of price points with benefits from listening to patreon exclusive part twos through a discord community where we have events and rituals and meditations to one-on-one mentorships and a lot more so if you are considering joining the patreon we have a lot of cool stuff going on and if you look at our social media you can see upcoming events that will be held on the discord yeah so yay thank you patreon <laughs> yeah members. thank you we love so you. much <laughs> Just like we do every week, we are going to talk about the upcoming lunar phases and how you can use them magically in your practices. So that being said, we have a full moon in Aquarius on August 11th. And full moon in Aquarius, in my personal opinion, is a really good time to do like cord cutting, severing, any kind of ending relationships or energies that are no longer serving you. Even though it's a full moon, I know traditionally we might see those kind of ending things in like the dark moon or a new moon. But the Aquarius moon Aquarius in general has a strong need for emotional freedom mm-hmm. and I feel like if you're going to be doing any type of spell work that is kind of utilizing this it's a really good time to kind of free yourself from any kind of negative emotion fears jealousy people places etc any yeah. kind of noun <laughs> yeah like letting go actually kept popping up for me too for this aquarius moon like but for me it was like also more on the creative aspect because when oh, we're wow. it, yeah, like when we do create get creative like especially for like spell work and stuff like that we have to let go of like the adult in us and embrace yeah. our child you know inner child to like have fun just let go and that's why i really i for aquarius full moons i love getting creative and like dancing as a form of spell work doing an art you know like mm-hmm. painting something as a form of spell work and yeah. i really think letting go of that adult aspect helps us in that way and the aquarius totally can help you do that Sever those ties that are no longer serving you, babies. So if you just aren't listening to us, like we discuss every time, every podcast, <laughs> we talk about a tarot card, we talk about its meaning, and then we go over our own interpretation of them, just because it helps us form our own opinions. Even for those who have been practicing for a while, they can expand their views on other meanings. So this week, we are talking about the Ten of Wands. On the Rider-Waite-Smith version of this card, you will see a person hauling a bunch of wands 
wands towards what looks like a village. Their back is bent and their head is down. Uh, the universal keywords to this card, card are responsibility, hard work, ambition, burden, and struggles. Now, like my own views on this card kind of differ from the universal meanings. When this card pops up, uh, pops up in readings, it can tell the person I'm reading for or myself that we need to keep going. The tens and tarot represent endings or at least idealized views. But for me, this one doesn't. This one actually differs from the other tens. There is no grand ending for growth or an ending for like the our overall life paths besides, well, death, <laughs> but our, you know, our whole lives, we can keep going. Um, our whole lives, we can keep growing as a person and keep doing new things, finding new adventures. Now, when I say growth, I don't just mean like finances or like work growth, but I'm talking also about like an internal growth, like your personal life path. And, you know, like when we get stuck on growth, avoid trying new things, avoid trying to learn Mm -hmm. or trying, like, as I said, trying out different things, we kind of like stunt ourselves. We become those like angry elders that Mm -hmm. or older people that like everyone wants to avoid. (laughs) But yes, you know, like growth is a huge burden we have to bear and we have to, you know, we have to keep going. We have have to keep growing. This doesn't mean, however, that we can't stop to take breaks on our life path to kind of, you know, look around and see how far we've come, which is important, very important, because that's where we gain inspiration to keep going. Or like we are even allowed to ask for help. You know, we definitely should. If you if you feel like life keeps giving you more than what you can chew, you know, find some time to reflect and send to yourself, ask a friend or a trusted confidant for help. You don't have to do it alone. Like mm-hmm. community is one of the most important tools that we have to keep us moving forward. But how do you view this card? Um, I view this card as, you know, how I think last episode we talked about the six of wands and mm-hmm. how like it's that kind of humble pie that you're on the way home. Mm-hmm. To me, this is the last leg of the journey. Mm-hmm. You can see in the background the little tiny house, mm-hmm. right? And so that is the end of the journey, making it home. And so you're at this point of hard work and possibly even wanting to give up, right? Mm-hmm. But you're so close. And so you it's a reminder to not give up. You're almost there. And yes, like your exhaustion is valid. Yes, your desire to give up is valid. But you've made it this far. Mm-hmm. And the end of the journey is right there. So you need to just keep kind of making those sacrifices if you will mm-hmm. to get to the finish line mm-hmm. um yeah I, I see it massively as that like final conclusion to the six of wands we actually talked about last time so i think that's a good choice on your part maria i think <laughs> yeah i really like how ours are different yeah and like i really though i really like how you described it that's really i like that um <laughs> But it's really funny how I'm like, you got to keep going. And you're like, you're almost there. It's just so funny how different <laughs> readers have different takes on cards. Point is, though, you got to keep going. Like, that mm-hmm. is still my point is you got to yeah. keep going. You can't give up now. You can't quit. You need to push through because you're that close. So um, close. Yeah. So <laughs> it's the that. same, but different. <laughs> <laughs> love that. <laughs> So 
So this week, as we said last week, we have a special guest. We are joined by Afro Spiritual to talk to us about things like uh, spirituality and the alignment with Christianity within, you know, different paths and practices. So uh, Afro, if you'd like to introduce yourself for us. No worries. Hello, my name is Afro Spiritual. Um, Goodness, I'm a hoodoo practitioner, born and raised, and as of recently, as of last year, actually almost going on a full year, um, I am a Aparisha in the Lukumi path of Arisha practice. So, that's so incredible and very interesting. Congratulations on the last year that mm-hmm. you've been doing this. Thank you. <laughs> so I have Thank to you. ask I mean, you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, you're good. It's just it's been interesting. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. Well, actually, I can't imagine. That's a lie. (laughs) Um, But I would say, like, overall, what drew you to this path? Like, what got you started? What what, what got you thinking this way? Well, I was born into a practicing family and everything, you know, where everyone is either like either they're Christian or Hoodoo practitioner or both Mm -hmm. at the same time. Thing is, ironically enough, normally it's passed down in the women of my family. So I have mm-hmm. a lot of female elders that practice. Um, but the men, they know about it. They don't really practice to me demo here and there and all that stuff. But I'm like the first male in like a couple of generations actually, pardon me, to um, actually get taught and pick it up and do it and everything. Mm-hmm. Granted, in most practicing families and all that, we do not call it hoodoo. Um, hoodoo is more of a modern term and everything. We call mm-hmm. it roots. We call it spiritual work. We call it doing God's work here on earth. Sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't. Most times it doesn't even have a name. We just—it's just something we do. Is it's, 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 it's a way of life. It's a way of practice. That's really it. It wasn't until like you know when I started to plug into social media because my mm-hmm. grandmother passed down and everything to me, like you know family superstitions and all that stuff and. Sure. and all that and also not only that I was having experiences as a kid so she took me under her wing and just like reared me and cultivated me to be able to know how to handle my ish Mm -hmm. it wasn't until I got older started plugging and like you know started plugging into social media and all that stuff and I found out what it was called and I was like grandma we've been practicing hoodoo this whole entire time she's like hoodoo what's hoodoo and I'm like what do you mean what's hoodoo and she's like you talking about roots you talking about doctrine um yeah we do that and i was like oh different names for the same thing (laughs) that's amazing i think that's really interesting yeah i so i i i don't know if you know this but i'm mixed race latina and brujaria is something that comes up a lot in my practice but it's that's not what it was called around our house either and it wasn't until the internet that i was like oh this has another name (laughs) (laughs) this isn't just like living (laughs) this isn't just a superstition like (laughs) that's how it is because the thing is it's like and i tell many i tell many black folk this especially like you know african-americans who are descendant of enslaved africans that was brought over middle via middle passage like Mm -hmm. Hoodoo practice, working roots and things like that is so ingrained into Black culture. Mm-hmm. It is unbelievable. You can't have Black culture without it. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it's, it's, just, it's, just cra- it's just crazy because a lot of people don't even know that they're being raised with this, mm-hmm. growing up with it, practicing it for the most part. Yeah. Until someone confronts them, it's like, you do realize you're working <laughs> roots. 
words, right? <laughs> and you're like, what do you mean? And it's like, uh, how many things do we need to point out for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's the case so with just, many spiritual I just find practices. It interesting, like many people don't realize the many like spiritual things that they are doing every single day that is, you know, related to things like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the that's the main reason why when it comes to hoodoo practice and all that stuff, I'm just like. Sorry, cell phone in the background going off. Anyway, okay. um, <laughs> um, but no, that's the one thing with hoodoo practice and everything, how like, you know, a lot some people who are on the outside try to say that oh hoodoo doesn't have official initiation so mm-hmm. it's an open practice and it's like mm-hmm. no it's a practice closed by cultural experience and mm-hmm. ancestry of the people if you don't know the culture if you're not born and raised in the culture if you don't descend from the ancestors of the culture then you being able to practice it willy-nilly is going to be a very appropriative thing mm-hmm. sure, <laughs> and yeah. the spirits of those practices can get easily angry mm-hmm. absolutely yeah so because like so obviously we are talking today about like the overlap in like christian themes within like hr practices etc um how mm-hmm. would you say in your own words does hoodoo involve christianity Kudu involves Christianity due to the history of uh, Protestant Christianity being specific. Basically, the in layman's term, um, I'll just say um, whitewashed expression of Christianity <laughs> being forced on enslaved Africans mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as a means to control and oppress and subjugate them. Because we was cut off, not cut off per se, but they try to force us to forget our ancestral roots mm-hmm. we had to condense all all these different tribes that you know were either allies or they were against each other had to come together and we condensed and mixed and exchanged and hid our roots and our ways behind the pretenses of the church and the bible mm-hmm. so Basically, when, you know, Massa will come out and be like, oh, look at them. They're just they're praising Jesus. It's like, that's what you think. (laughs) It's a lot more complicated than that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's it's very much so complicated. But that's the unique thing about it, because back in the day, back in the day, day, some Udu practitioners, root workers, root doctors, or those who just practice roots. Let's just say that for for conversation's sake. Those Mm. who work roots. Some of them did convert and identified as Christian, while others just hid behind a pretense of what it meant to be a Christian. Sure. So So you had this mixed dichotomy going on between those who were actually who saw themselves as Christian and those who didn't. But either way you go, they held on to their roots Mm -hmm. for the most part. Well, then I guess my question then as a follow up to this is, would you say then, at least in the form of hoodoo that you practice, is the Christian ties a literal uh, tie like partnership, we'll call it? Or is it like in modern times, obviously, uh, something that you you are doing because it's still that representation 
does that make sense? Like, do you, do you hold Christian beliefs yeah, that it, also it tie with your hoodoo practice, or would you say that it is just a an act, if that makes sense, for your spiritual path? I hope and I'm making to sense. Answer that question, to no, it it makes perfect sense, and for that, I would say yes and no. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is ties where I do firmly believe. And then there and then there is the no where it's like, I don't agree with everything of, you know, the the type of Christianity that was forced on my ancestors. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with mm-hmm. that. That's why that's when I say yes and no. For example, do I believe in God? Yes, 100 percent in full, 100 percent in full. I, I believe firmly in God. Mm-hmm. Do I believe in the Bible? Literally? No. Now using it as a spell book, because you know, that's how my folks hid our ways and works in the Bible. Hell yes, I believe in the Bible as a spell book. Don't don't let me don't <laughs> expect me to sit here and just, you know, be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be like a Christian and take this word or take this Bible literally from what is being said. Sure. Mm-hmm. I Do I, I believe that's... in Jesus? Yes, I do believe in Jesus, but there's a difference and there's a cultural difference when it comes to the connotation of Jesus, Mm -hmm. because if you float around on TikTok and everything, whenever I'm like joking around and be like, blessed black Jesus, bless it. (laughs) I literally do mean black Jesus, the Jesus Mm -hmm. that black people believed in, because in times of struggle here on U.S. soil, who we turn to for our liberation and salvation and give us comfort through struggle. That's the Jesus I know, not mm-hmm. the white, white supremacist subjugating. I want to oppress you kind of Jesus that was yeah. forced onto my folks by colonial folk. Mm-hmm. So there's so, a difference with that. Yeah. So going off of that, um, which divine being such as saints do you routinely work with in your practice? That's the thing. Hoodoo does not involve saints. And okay. it depends. Now, when I say this, it depends. It depends on the family. Mm, Some sure. hoodoo practicing families are Catholic in nature and do involve the saints, while others don't. My family is Baptist. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in Baptist Christianity, you, you don't pray to saints. Okay. You don't. Now, don't get me wrong. When it comes to spiritual work, sometimes we will go to saints and petition them and work with them for doing our work. But we don't pray to saints regularly on the regular basis, like how some Catholic Hulu folk would be. Now, that's where you start getting into the nuance of the different regional variances and unique family expressions when it comes to practicing hoodoo. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. That's really I didn't know that. Yeah. So, that, uh, yeah. yeah, I learned something not, new today. <laughs> because that's that's the thing about hoodoo practice. It's not. It's different from the other ATRs because mm-hmm. it's not standardized. Right. Mm-hmm. Each yeah. family, each individual, each region has its expression of what work and roots is based off of the local flora and fauna based off of the local people and everything based off of who like like who we touched and all that stuff who mingled with us and every single thing else in between mm-hmm. but the methodology and how we work and the very base of how we work is the exact same through and through can't have hoodoo without ancestors 
can't have hoodoo without, you know, a good relationship, working relationship with God, working relationship. Yeah. Emphasis on that. And you can't have hoodoo without the Bible. Yeah. Um, have you ran into like any discrimination or ignorance from like any other spiritual paths due to your own? Yes, very much so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, there have been times, especially on social media where practitioners from other ATRs would Mm -hmm. come to me and tell me that I'm doing X, Y, and Z wrong. I mean, like, for example, ancestral altars, biggest mm-hmm. contention point. Mm-hmm. People will come to me going, like, you should not be keeping your ancestral altar in your bedroom, this, that, and that. You don't do that. And I have to remind them that what goes on and what is standardized and what is appropriate in your ATR practice is going to be different from a different ATR. Hoodoo is a practice based off of survival and necessity. So if my survival, I only have one one room. I'm living in an apartment and everything. Let's yeah. say I have roommates and yeah. all that stuff. And I only have a bedroom. I can't have my altar like somewhere else. Let's say I have a closet that's way too small. And the only thing I'm able to fit in there is like my clothes. And, you know, you basically use it for storage. Right. Mm-hmm. What am I left with? I'm left with my bedroom. The most I can do is set up a curtain or a partition or something. That way they can be able to have their privacy. But then again, a lot of people like to think that your ancestors is anchored to that altar. It's like your ancestors are spirits. They're not going to be at that altar 24 seven. You, your body, you are the first altar. That altar is a physical representation of what is happening within you and around you. So and it's one of those where it's like, okay, you're freaking out about, you know, your ancestors seeing you do the devil's tangle in front of the altar and all that stuff. It's like, how else do you think the how devil's else do you, think that you got here? <laughs> that's that so, so funny. Great. And, and that's and that's why I tell people, I'm like, how else do you think your ancestors like thought you got here? shoot of course they're going to of course they're going to know that you're going to be doing that kind of thing and all well, that and stuff. Like shoot. I work, I work. If you can help it, be polite. So, I work yeah. with spirits in my practice and I live in a tiny home. Um, I'm in a schooly <laughs> conversion. And it's something that I've talked about a lot of times too, is that the altar is where spirits sit, but you think they sit there all the time. Like they can get up and leave. <laughs> exactly. And so that's the thing. I mean, I tell people if you can help it because one person tried to tell me, well, traditionally your ancestor altar. And I looked at her and I was like, if we want to get traditional, especially when it comes to hoodoo practice, since you think you can tell me about hoodoo practice, something I was born and raised in. If you want to get traditional with us, take the altar out your home, take it out your home. We didn't have the luxury mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean- that's if it was very true. caught and seen, we we if it, if it was caught and seen, we would have been uh, whipped, hung, something. Yeah. So take 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 the altar out your house. Go out into nature and sing your veneration. Walk your veneration. Dance in praise and prayer with your veneration. Move. Yeah. Acknowledge them in every day. That's traditional when it comes to hoodoo practice because being able to have altars was like impossible. Hmm. Yeah. So then and I that's guess what I tell folks if they like if they want to talk about tradition. Right. I so then I guess I'll ask you, what do you think is your biggest challenge or misconception um, within the community when you do practice a form of spirituality that has Christian ties? Oh goodness. Two things, two things. One, people think I'm Christian. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's like, um, you can call me that if you want to. I don't mind, but I'm not. Well, it's actually three things, but um, but that's one of them. The second one, my own people would literally look at these practices, be like, oh, that's demonic. I'm like, uh-uh, that's what she was cultivated and conditioned into believing. Mm-hmm. You think we worship God. And I have to tell them, and I, I use a funny saying for it. I'm like, honey, black folks doesn't matter in the diaspora or going back to the motherland we knew god before white folks knew how to season their food or wash their asses <laughs> so what makes you think that you know you know what you're talking about saying our practices ancestral practices are demonic yeah yeah we worship god we do we just call it a different name depending sure, on the yeah. practice and a tradition sure and sure. we believe God, it's like trying to contain God into one religion or into one understanding. It's like trying to contain an ocean and a raindrop. It's impossible. Yeah. Why do you think in all these different ATRs, there's so many different expressions and names for all these different spirits that mm-hmm. are said to be different expressions of, of God? Yeah. That, I mean, that makes sense. So it's it's one of those things. The other one is when people is like, oh, so you're a witch. It's like, nope not a witch Mm-mm. yeah That's it's a lot more complicated than that isn't it <laughs> yeah very much so like how people call everything witchcraft it's like everything is not witchcraft my god <laughs> yeah i think i think a lot of people they mean really well when they say things like that i think mm-hmm. they, they are coming from a good place but unfortunately their own life has also been muddled with some inexperience and ignorance that they they need to learn the right language to kind of navigate these things if that makes sense yes and that's the thing i try to do be like word it this way say it this way like ask it this way because if it's not me taking the time of my day in order to try to be patient and everything and try to explain the proper way of wording things if it was some random stranger who doesn't have time for it, your head would get bitten off Mm -hmm. Right. So then I guess that leads me into my next question for you, which is if somebody was trying to learn about paths like yours from an educational standpoint um, to, you know, correct their ignorance, um, what like where would you point them? What direction would you point them? Oh, goodness. I mean, there's a a couple there's a couple of books. Um, Well, one couple of books. One, the Bible, <laughs> of course. Um, and two, there's actually this really good book called Mojo Working by Catherine Donald Hazard. It's not a how-to book on how to practice hoodoo because I don't give those out, but it is a good book to explain the cultural connotation of hoodoo practice in Black culture to understand how the culture and the practice is intertwined. You cannot have it separate going either way you just can't all right um i'm definitely so going to add that to the, from, the caption uh, for people listening to yeah. i will 100 percent support because so yeah like education for education's sake to quell ignorance 100 percent support where i draw the line is where one starts to think that they could practice right yeah definitely right so and I think that's an important thing that people in general need to, um, right, what's the word I'm looking for here? Not necessarily accept, but embrace the fact that we should, I believe, and this is just my standpoint, that we should learn about everyone's 
practice. That way we are doing things to know, hey, am I accidentally appropriating? Because especially when you come from um, traditional witchcraft books, and I don't mean like trad craft, I mean general traditional witchcraft books, especially ones that came from the 90s and before, there's a lot of appropriation that happens that isn't actually addressed. And mm-hmm. I think if you do take the time to learn as much as you can about other practices, faiths and crafts, that you'll correct your mistakes, if that makes sense, and go, oh, this was actually stolen. Oh, oh yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. Like one one author, for example, like Raymond Buckland, avoid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> avoid because there's a lot of appropriation in there i used to have one of his books because someone gave it to me when i actually was like you know what let me sit down and actually read this and i did and i was like oh no <laughs> yeah. yeah it's one of those things that i really think that if you take the time to educate yourself you'll first of all expand as a person right that's always mm-hmm. great and then simultaneously mm-hmm. you'll make sure you're not accidentally stepping on closed practices and yeah. so it's important mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Sorry, go ahead. I'm just sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Oh, no, um, I just said for sure. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. I thought it was a continuation. But um, are you open with people about what you practice or do you feel like you have to hide it? This is one of the questions from our listeners. Um, It depends on my environment. Mm Mm-hmm. This is where, you know, using your discernment, you know, feeling out the vibe of who you're around, who you with come into play, because mm-hmm. if they're not okay with it, you won't, you usually won't see me wearing my alekes. You see me wearing, um, wearing a cross and all that stuff. And I would just go and literally pose as a Christian. Huh. Literally, I would just do my protection work beforehand and just, you know, walk my walk out especially if I have like the inside scoop beforehand. But if I walk into an environment where it's like, I didn't get the inside scoop, I feel it out. You know, I may touch and tuck my leggings up under my, up under my clothes and everything. I may take off like a bracelet or something like that. And then like keep it in my pocket and everything. And I'll just feel them out and just be like, mm-hmm, yeah, God is good. Mm, yes. Mm, praise, praise. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just, and because to me, it's like, it's still different. I mean, I'm still getting my praise on, you know, thank God, you know, and even though I have to hide, it's like, it, do, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me because, you know, that's something my grandmother taught me, the, tr- the trick and the mark of a good root worker and hoodoo practitioner is someone who's able to work up under someone's nose without them even knowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can a, what's that expression talking. hiding in plain sight yeah yeah hiding in plain sight so I could sit there and be talking to someone who like let's say they're like a bible thumping Christian and they're over here just they're talking scripture to me I could be talking scripture to them but they won't even know that I'm actually chanting spells to them chanting mm-hmm. work oh I love that yeah I love that <laughs> <laughs> so one of our listeners asks Many of us saw bigotry and abuse in religious upbringings. How do you separate that from your spirituality? And I guess that would kind of bring in a tie of like, if if you have religious trauma in that respect, are you able to separate that? You can, but this is where I literally tell people when it comes to, because hoodoo practice is deeply ancestral based. The ancestors is the backbone. Your ancestors will challenge you to get over and work through your Christian and religious trauma. 
Mm-hmm. Because when it comes to the way you pray, when it comes to the way you address them, when it comes to the way that you come before them, it's going to be in the context in which they believed. So mm-hmm. if they were Christian, you're going to have to approach them under the context of a Christian and, you know, come before them in that sense, going like, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, I pray, oh, ancestors, blah, 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 this, and, this, and, this. and you, know, you know, you're going to have to come to them like that. Mm-hmm. And if you have that trauma and it's severe, I literally do tell people, don't pick, don't, don't try. Don't try it until you work through it to a degree. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. try it. There's some people that that will say that, oh, well, you know, I practice hoodoo without the Bible and it works just fine. It's like, then that's not hoodoo. That's just folk magic. Yeah. Yeah. That's just folk um, magic. Mm-hmm. So one of the other listener questions said, well, asked, why do you think Christianity is dismissed as unspiritual? Um, because it became a political, politically charged mm. religion mm. rather than, yeah, <laughs> yeah rather, rather than being, <laughs> rather than being, you know, about God and being mm-hmm. about the spirit, which it used to be, shoot, I have on my dad's side, they're Christian through and through. They don't really practice roots, even though they know it, they ostracize root workers but still they're deeply they're deeply spiritual christian because whenever we talk about it especially my daddy he would literally sit there and be like i follow the teachings of jesus from the original teachings of how he lived how he interacted with people the Mm -hmm. bible is the bible but i'm not going to follow the bible i'm going to follow the word of jesus and and is in the example in which he lived Mm -hmm. and in my opinion i'm like that's spiritually christian right there yeah that's spiritually christian you're following the energy and the essence of jesus you're not throwing out the bible but you know that the bible have been tampered with yeah sure. yeah and you're not that's using it in a way to weaponize you know, it yeah weaponize it that's a great word oh yeah but that's the thing you know in hoodoo practice black folks we weaponize the bible but we weaponize oh yeah it against, yeah right. we weaponize it against I, I meant politically i meant politically <laughs> yeah, weaponizing yeah. it to oppress people <laughs> yes. but that's the that's the thing that's the reason why i say the whitewashed interpretation mm-hmm. of christianity is what was forced on enslaved africans sure. brought to the united states and that's the version i don't agree with i may use it as a weapon mm-hmm. but anything that involves jesus i'm i'm on the same page with my dad yeah yeah the example in which he lived and that's it yeah And then our last and final question is, do you have any divination items that are specific towards your path? Bonus question. (laughs) What can can I name? What is your favorite? How about that? Yeah, how about that? Oh, my goodness. My favorite? Oh, Lord. This one's interesting. I'll have to say interpreting the signs and messages in nature itself. Oh, I love, I love that. that. Yeah, because, you know, what you see on my social media is you see me using playing cards, which, mm-hmm. you know, Cotromancy, yeah, sure, and everything, found its way in hoodoo and stuff like that. It did. Mm-hmm. Um, but shoot, I use a mixture. 
it, it, it honestly depends on what is around me in the moment because I would sit there and be like, all right, playing cards, dominoes, pick up some stones off the ground and consecrate them real quick, uh, real quick. Uh, reading the science and nature, dreams, animal messages, synchronicities and patterns with numbers and also the words that people say around me, how people are behaving around me, especially in my family. Um, there and there's there's many things um shoot even casting lots just taking a ragtag a bunch of items and everything and just doing a quick prayer over them and then just throwing them and see where they land it's like mm -hmm. all right i see the patterns here mm -hmm. there's so many ways to divine in hoodoo practice that is not tarot the only reason why you see hoodoo practitioners using tarot is because you know mainstream spiritual media that's what they like to see yeah Mm -hmm. that's it like shoot because if i sat there and, and just wanted to sit there and be like i just have a glass of water and a candle and a bible this is what we're doing you're like why aren't you pulling any cards it's like i don't need to i'm literally hearing your spirits right now and reading water mm -hmm. yeah i'm i'm reading fire yeah that, 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 that's what i'm doing i'm channeling right now sure and they'd be like well but well how do i know i'm all like how do you know? What do you want me to put? What do you want me to do? this on my butt? What do you mean? How do I know? <laughs> yeah, I think people just get like too comfortable. They don't see like outside the box of, you know, like even what arc, you know, like what community puts them in. So sure. they're like, yeah. So, but yeah, that's, that's my favorite thing. One of my favorite yeah. things to do when I have, whenever I have channeling sessions mm -hmm. is to go for a walk in nature and just you know, ambiguously channel, basically turning nature into my looking glass, into my water glass and things that happen around me as I'm going for a walk in nature, doing a channeling session with my clients. A anything that comes up, I'd be like, Oop, butterfly here, a white butterfly. <laughs> mm. So changes are actually afoot for you dealing with X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z pertaining to this ancestor, da, 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 blah, 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 this, that, and that. Oh, look, there's this little black beetle here that's flying around. Oh, that way, that's not a black beetle. That's actually a big bumblebee. <laughs> All right, community. Yeah, yeah, ancestors are saying X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z. Just mm -hmm. doing all that. Right. Yeah. Well, I will say thank, thank you very much for sitting with us today and having this conversation. It has been wonderful. So we really okay. appreciate it. And we really hope that Welcome. our listeners get something from this. Um, yeah. Before we do go, would you please tell people where they can find you? Yes, you can actually find me on TikTok at um, everything's lowercase Afro underscore spiritual. You can find me there. You can find me on Instagram, which is the same thing as my TikTok handle. And for any scheduled works on my Instagram, there is a link that you mm -hmm. can actually click, which is Calendly, Calendly, goodness, Calendly um, <laughs> backslash Afro Root Works to be able to schedule sessions with me and everything. I'm actually in the midst of adding more services. I'm mapping out a Hoodoo 101 curriculum and oh, all amazing. that stuff for people and eventually i'm going to have a shop up and running where be able, people are able to um, purchase fixed keys oils works and all that stuff that's so, amazing oh, congratulations in yeah, congratulations so, and i wish you the most luck on that because that's a lot of work <laughs> oh yeah well i mean shoot that's one thing i was told in um when i found out who i was the child of in arisha practice i was told by my guardian angel my guardian arisha himself 
that you need to expand. And I'm like, okay, I'm working on it, dad. (laughs) (laughs) Working on it, pa. I got wishing you. Don't worry. <laughs> wishing you all the luck on this new journey of yours. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And it was a pleasure being here. I mean, I know I I can ramble and all that stuff. So can we? So it's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was all about hearing your side and stuff and we really enjoyed it. It was really good and really enlightening. So, Maria, what's stirring your cauldron this week? Oh, let me tell you. (laughs) So, kind of like what we talked during um, the current moon forecast, the creativity of this upcoming Aquarius moon is absolutely amazing. Like, I always really enjoy Aquarius moons for some reason. Um, Like, just getting photography ideas and feeling Mm -hmm. like... Um, obviously, you know, like I love doing photography, love doing videos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, when you have to do them like almost every single day, it can still sure. become like a burden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so I really like it when, you know, I feel passionate about what I'm doing and I mm-hmm. actually have like amazing ideas. Like when I get ideas, I get super excited and I hyper fixate on them and I have to do them as soon as possible, <laughs> which has been happening a lot. And I don't hate it because one, it makes sure that I do do it and I do love what I'm putting out. And then, um, and just, I don't know. I just enjoy the whole process of seeing my vision take place um, for my photos, which, you know, obviously, if you follow me on Instagram or anything else, I use my practices, my practice as inspiration for my photos. And also I use my photos in my spell work. So I really like it when this energy comes around and I am able to use it for to my full advantage. (laughs) But yeah, that's what that's what I've been digging. <laughs> so, Robin, what is not stirring your cauldron right now? Actually, nothing. Um, I know that I usually am somebody who loves to fucking bitch. Listen, I'm a complainer. We love it. <laughs> but I don't have anything that is not stirring my cauldron right now. I um, love that for you. I love that for me, too. And so instead of saying something I don't like, uh, my book just got, like, translated into French. That's um, so cool. That's so, so cool. cool. So cool. So cool. of my book now and my publisher is sending me a copy and I'm really excited because I know I have a lot of French followers and I think that's really exciting and I think it's a huge example of if you request it enough times it will be published. Um is it still going to have the same cover and everything or is it liter- I can't speak French so I'm not going to even try to pronounce it in French like uh-huh. the cover but it, it looks exactly the same. Okay, cuz I know sometimes they redo see, it. I'm excited to see what it looks like like in person <laughs> in my hand. So yeah, I'm very That's excited really about cool. that. Are they going to redo the tarot cards as well in French? Yeah. Like, Ooh. that's my understanding. So oh, I'm really excited to see so what it looks cool. like. Yeah, I'm really excited <laughs> to see what it looks like.
If you've joined us every single week, we talk about creators that we are loving right now. This could be anybody from an artist, a photographer, a blogger, a YouTuber, a book, <laughs> anything. <laughs> These are things that we have organically found. They are not advertisements and they never will be. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so that being said, Maria, my love, who are you loving right now? So mine is actually on Kickstarter. It is not out yet and it has a potential of not being out. And that makes my heart very sad because it's very beautiful. <laughs> but I'm going to try to pronounce this. And if I pronounce it wrong, I apologize. I tried hard to find the pronunciation for this and could not. But it is Aka Tarot Deck by Eve Safa. And as I said, is on Kickstarter and it is beautiful. Like it, it, I don't know. I really like um, the that the cards they're black and like all the um, illustrations on them are like in color like but certain mm -hmm. colors that's like oh no it's just so beautiful and i love cute. yeah and i love the illustration style and it's very different from what you see and i don't know i feel like um i haven't really seen i like i've seen a few but i haven't really seen as many indie decks come out lately and mm -hmm. i'm really really happy that this one has a potential of coming out because it's beautiful um, it is really really beautiful yeah it is a pip deck but i think the pips are done like very well and like they're they don't look all the same and mm -hmm. i don't know it's just really stunning and i highly recommend checking it out especially if you're like oh wow i would really like an indie new indie deck like go check it out go could put money towards it <laughs> so i can get my hands on it <laughs> um but who you've been loving well i am loving a creator called heidi moreno um actually a friend of mine sent me their account and they're an artist and i don't know if they like always do um halloweeny type stuff but they definitely are right now and it's so so freaking so cute. cute like That's it's so cute. so cute i'm absolutely obsessed what i was originally sent was like this photo of like a pumpkin man and a devil cat and a ghost kind mm -hmm. of like doing a little halloween parade Mm -hmm. And it's so cute. Like, I'm just obsessed. Like, do, absolutely obsessed. Do they do children's books? Because those are very, like, <gasps> children's book. Like, yeah. so cute. I mean. You know what? I think they do. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they do a book called Working From Home with a Cat. <laughs> it's so cute it's just like a little picture book and it has different places that like you might like your cat might follow you when you're working from home um, <laughs> it just like their work is so adorable and i'm absolutely obsessed so yeah i i love it and i i don't think that they've done many books it mm -hmm. doesn't look like it but i definitely agree with you i think they should yeah that like that sort of style is very yeah pleasing. very children's booky it's so cute it's so cute <laughs> We hope that you enjoy this episode and that you will join us on Friday, Friday, I can speak, <laughs> August 19th for our 15th episode of season three. You can keep an eye out on our Instagrams, our Twitter, Facebook, or you can just go to our website, coffeeandcauldrons.com for more information. And it will link you to all these things. So 
just go there. (laughs) (laughs) Or even better, you can join us on Magical Beginnings Patreon. Our Patreon offers special 25-minute part two episodes, a huge library of articles about witchcraft, a Discord community full of very fun events. Like we have many fun things coming up. And of course, we have like many discussions and really good discussions. Yeah. Um, and we even have a tier that offers one-on-one conversations with Robin and myself. Yes. So please, if you are loving our sexy, sensual, just absolutely babe-tastic voices, <laughs> take a moment to review us on any streaming service such as Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We love reading your reviews and rating us with five stars helps us to be seen by others. So thank you for everybody who already has done it and everybody who will do it in the future. We really appreciate you. Yes, very, very, very much. So again, this is Coffee and Cauldrons with Robin from Out of Tired Witch on Instagram. And I'm Maria from at Maria Arcane on Instagram. You ready? Right, ready? Yeah. <laughs> One, two, two three, three, five, five witches! witches. <laughs> Was it good?